0: Brad and Glenda Pius, thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Necrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. It looks like, Scott, that you need a good cup of Cafe Aroma coffee. Hintent hint, product placement right now. Yes, but why do you think I need coffee, David? Last night, you stood up to say the petitional prayers, customary to recite it during the Hebrew month of Elul, to prepare for the new year, Scott.
1: Well, you're most certainly right that I need a cup of coffee, and Café Aroma, it's the best, product placement once again, but it's not because of Slichot. No, no, I was not saying Slichot, the prayers for forgiveness last night. You weren't. I was not, because there are different types of Jews, David. You know that. There are different types of Jews. Yes, there are many different groups of Jews. And one of the most primary distinctions between Jews are the Jews of Ashkenazic origin, which is largely identified with Jews who come from, where their families come from, Eastern Europe. And then there are the Jews of Sephardic origin. And even though the phrase Sephardic means actually Spanish, it usually refers to Jews whose families originate in the Arab
0: world and
1: North Africa.
0: My wife is from... Yemen. So your family is largely Sephardic. Actually, they would say, no, they're Yemenite. That's true. These are broad
1: groupings. So most Sephardi Jews are the Jews who say the penitential prayers, throughout the month of Elul, for an entire month leading up to Rosh Hashanah, the new year. Ashkenazic Jews, by and large, only say these prayers for either half a week or a bit more, or a week, a little more than a week, before Rosh Hashanah, depending on the year. So as an Ashkenazic Jew, I actually am not going to be saying it for another couple of weeks. So you're just tired. I'm just tired because I didn't get enough sleep. I have seven children, and that naturally leads to sleep deprivation. So I'll be praying for you, Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Someone has
0: to. All right.
1: I still <laughs> said my morning prayers, but I just didn't say slichot. In any case, we're talking about slichot today, these prayers that Jews around the world say either for an entire month or for between four and ten days before Rosh Hashanah.
0: This is a great lead-in because I have a siddur, a Jewish prayer book, published by Koren, K-O-R. I know I always make the joke, don't think it's K O R A N. This is a publishing company in Jerusalem, and I have the Ashkenazi prayer book. And I open up to page 964, and this is part of the Slichot liturgy. It says, Listen to our voice, Lord our God. Spare us and have compassion on us, and in compassion and favor accept our prayer. Turn us back, O Lord. To you, and we will return. This is quoting from Lamentations chapter 5. Renew our days of old. Do not cast us away from you. Do not take your Holy Spirit from us. And this is the reason why we are addressing the concept of Slichot, because in our prayers of petition for forgiveness to God, we're asking God not to take away the Holy Spirit from us which is important because we are borrowing this verse in Psalm 51 that is mentioned in the singular. David is saying to God, don't take away your Holy Spirit from me. And we borrowed that verse, and we're saying to God as a nation, don't take away the Holy Spirit from us. It should be emphasized that In general, Jews are very reluctant to change
1: verses in any way whatsoever. We generally quote verses exactly as they appear in the Bible. The fact that this is one of the rare situations where we literally change the words, changing it from singular,
0: David's prayer, to plural, our prayer, means that it must be very important that we do so. Furthermore, we are saying that the Holy Spirit exists, and we're asking God never to take it away from us as a nation. Which also means, David, that we currently presumably
1: have it. You don't ask God not to take away something which you haven't yet achieved. There must be some subconscious or other form of the Holy Spirit, which we Jews are claiming
0: that we always have, and we don't want God to remove it from us. And there's a difference between my personal Holy Spirit moment, that when I engage in God's Word, I have these revelational moments, and then there's also the nation having the Holy Spirit with God. An important Jewish teaching is that even though God has a unique relationship with every individual, we
1: look at the collective representations of the nation as having an almost automatic connection that transcends any individual's sins, which transcends even the community's sins. Our teaching is that when the community cries out to God as a community,
0: God will never say no. I think on that note... We'll continue the saga of our prayers of petition to God and the Holy Spirit in the next episode. My name is David McCrutman. And my name is Scott Conner. Greetings and blessings from Jerusalem.